1: We all up in your area like landscape, definitely bringing you the power slam and pancake. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip, but he really could have devoured him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we got to change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam Show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. up, turn up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. up, It's the Pancake and Power Slam Show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn up, turn up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, It's the Pancake and Power Slam Show. Uh. Turn it up.
2: You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. Episode 376, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone. As always, we are live in living color getting funky like a monkey if you will baby without further ado ladies and gentlemen we got a action-packed show tonight we have a lot to talk about and uh the weekly interview for this week is uh, a live q a with a person who's been in the business for a while actually we'll talk about that uh of course you know her from her time in impact wrestling uh being a star there may young classic and now she's uh taking the nwa by storm without further ado ladies and gentlemen i'd like to bring on the show live right now formerly known as sienna but she is allison k how are you tonight ma'am
3: i am good can you hear me
2: i can absolutely
3: awesome very well thank you for having me
2: oh it's, it's great to have you uh how was how was your day today <laughs>
3: Oh, it was glamorous. How was yours?
2: Uh, it was, it was, it was good. It was uh, a day in the life. Um, um, it, it my my schedule was is, is quite hectic. Uh, I'm, I'm currently a, a PhD student finishing up my my PhD to become a doctor. So uh, <laughs> I don't oh, get much sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get much sleep. So You're be a doctor again, like wrestling? Yes, <laughs> that, that's an that's an odd pair, isn't it?
3: it's an interesting <laughs> combination. I feel like it makes us look good, though.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, that's that's an awesome compliment. I, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, really cool. Uh, you know, it's so funny because people. Uh, I'll be i I'll finish up by the end of the year because I'm uh, working my dissertation now, and a lot of people ask me um, if I'll still be a pod if I'll still be a podcaster. Uh, when I when I get my doctorate, and um, as of now, the answer is still yes. I I uh, still you know I've been a wrestling fan all my life, and even as a doctor, um, I think I'll still be a, a podcaster because uh, it'll be a it'll be a doctor in psychology. So I'll be digging. In, I'll, I'll do uh, <clears throat> mental surgery on a daily basis, digging into people's minds. So I think uh, oh. I think. Yeah, I think my podcast would be some self care to to maintain. It's been seven years so far, so I think I'll, I'll keep
1: it going.
3: Well, congratulations!
2: Awesome, awesome. What, what is the day in the life of of Allison Kay? I know that you travel a lot. You know, I know that you have a lot to, a lot on the schedule because of uh, your NWA commitments and, and other uh, wrestling commitments. What's what's a day in the life of, of Allison K?
3: Oh, man, I feel like I'm at an airport every damn day. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to swear. I don't know if you can tell me
1: the
3: swear word. I already blew the one rule you gave me. I am at an airport. <laughs> All right, that's the last I problem. All
1: right, um, cool. <laughs>
3: I, I feel like I'm at an airport every day, uh, but a day that I'm not traveling when I'm just at home and actually have a free day, um, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm bored. Like I just, I go to the gym. I try to go to the gym as many times as I can. If I can, if I can, and go to MMA training in the same day, that is a good day to me. And then nice. um, I also, I'm, I just want to like chill at home. You know, I want to watch Netflix. I want to do nothing when I'm at when I have a day off because I'm I'm always go go go. So when I hmm. have a day that I can really be at home, I just want to relax.
2: Nice, <clears throat> nice. So what's, a, what's relaxing to you? Like, like watch anything specific on TV when you have some downtime?
3: Um, I am a fan of, I just started watching the new um, season of Black Mirror. Okay. Something like yeah. that. Uh, what else? Documentary Now is amazing. So a um, lot of
2: Netflix today. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of, uh, you know, I had Netflix for a little bit and, um, Oh, never, never got, I don't ever, never. decided not to watch it as much. I'm a, I'm an Amazon Prime dude. Uh, we cut the cable a couple of years ago, and uh, go, go ahead.
3: Oh no, I was just gonna say I have um, Amazon Prime too. I have Netflix and Prime, and so I also have a subscription through Amazon to Shudder, which is all horror oh. movies.
1: Oh really?
2: <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, a- that's uh, really interesting. I'm
3: a fan. Low budget
2: horror. Really? That, that's your that's your guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's yeah. a low low budget low budget horror horror fi- horror films. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. Did you see Dark Phoenix yet? I have not. It's not low budget, but uh, it, it reminds me when you said uh, I, th- I thought about uh, just kind of an action type of suspense movie. Yeah, I watched it last week, and um, it's crazy because it, do you follow any of the Marvel DC stuff at all?
3: I'm not really too much into that. No, I'm not gonna front.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it's funny because I uh, I was surprised because a lot of people <clears throat> I thought it was good, but a lot of people uh, have has been giving it like just odd, odd reviews. Like some people thought it was real bad. I'm not really um, I'm not a big movie buff. Like I watch movies and I I, I like. I, I want to be a movie buff, but I just don't have the time to be a movie buff, but it's like, uh, when I watched it, I was like, okay, this is cool, because I've watched the X-Men movies before, but uh, people were saying, like, <laughs> on, on, on social media, my Facebook page, they're like, yeah, I, was, I just kind of put a post out there to see how people thought about it, and they're like, yeah, it was horrible, it was the worst X-Men movie I've seen, and I'm like, all right. I didn't pick that up, but I'm not the I'm not the X-Men critic or the movie critic, so yeah. Uh very <laughs> interesting stuff there. So let's get into your wrestling um <clears throat> life. Uh, and and that's a question that I want to ask you real quick. How is it? how easy or difficult is it for you? Cuz I've um I, I I get different answers for from different people. How easy or di- or difficult it is for you to separate the wrestler and the person?
3: I think for me, um, my wrestling character is not too far off from um, who I am on a bad day. <laughs>
1: okay,
3: got it. So uh, it, it is channeled from um, something authentic for me. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really feel like I need to... I don't think I need to separate it. Maybe I do. Maybe I'm like blind to it. And all my friends are like, girl, you need to like tone it down because you're crazy. But (laughs) I think that I have it with them.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people get to the point where um, a lot of wrestlers, unfortunately, get to the point where like, they're so like their character, because usually like the legends say your character is like who you are, like, Bumped up, or you know, just you know, uh, right. like you know, you know, raised up a bit. But sometimes wrestlers don't come back down. So and and then you know their life yeah. becomes their gimmick, and then they you know they kind of get so like engulfed in their gimmick that it becomes like uh, you know a lot of people be, be, get cheered about it. But you mentioned you mentioned a recent uh, NWA video about you know just being yourself and just having the opportunity to um, be in a position now where you can be happy being you. Did you have, I know that you've, on on social media, you've voiced your frustrations with Impact Wrestling before. How much of you did you feel while you were in Impact?
3: Um, I don't think I ever have voiced frustrations about Impact on on social media. Not that I can recall anyway. Um, Nothing, uh that comes to mind but i think that really what i mean by that is with most um wrestlers that i know especially in larger companies people just seem to always walk on eggshells whether they're signed or not everyone seems to be walking on eggshells because they're afraid to offend they're afraid to get fired they're afraid they won't get hired things like that and and you just have a lot of i don't know i just feel like i see a lot of robots a lot of um people who are tiptoeing around scared and, and I think that so much creativity um can be stunted that way when people are just afraid of being themselves because they're afraid of doing the wrong thing so then they don't they don't open up and and um really do anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly. Um <clears throat> and I think what I was thinking about was the uh the controversy that you had well necessarily with impact, it was with the uh, the tea time thing with uh was uh, was it Charlotte and Becky? I think there was some some goings on. You were, I think, you were still in Impact at that time. Um, <clears throat> what are your overthought overall thoughts on that? Now you <laughs> you were vocal about that, uh, and and is it something that you still feel, or, or have you kind of laid that aside? Oh, as far as just it is what it is.
3: You mean the time that I tweeted at Charlotte? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the the tea time uh, thing.
3: That was really that was really just a situation where fans kept blowing up my mentions on Twitter. Um, when she started wearing the feather collar, people were blowing me up and tagging me, and oh, she's wearing your thing, blah blah blah, whatever. And mm. then, um, and then I think they started doing some pinky thing or whatever. I thought it was funny, and so I called it out. So many people were were blowing me up about it, and I just called it out. I call it like I see it, and I tagged her in it. And, um, you know, a lot of people when, when they want to talk junk and, or they want to just be like spiteful, they just kind of tweet something cryptic and they don't, you know, whatever, um, they won't yeah. actually call anyone out. But, like I tagged her in it and everything. And, um, so I don't know, it's not something that bothers me. It's, it's, it's something that I just noticed, um, mm-hmm. something that fans notice. And so I was like, whatever, I'll call it out. and yeah. And that was that. That's really all. That's the only thing I ever really thought about it. Yeah. And and.
2: Now, what uh, what caused your departure from from Impact? Because you were doing some some really good things in Impact, and you know, uh, being the, the the top star, woman star there, uh, what caused uh, a transition out of Impact wrestling?
3: It was actually my injury. So in January of 2017, um, I had a blood clot, and I was out for. I was going to be out for at least six months. It ended up being like eight. And then um, during that time, my contract expired. So it was really just timing. That was it. Okay. It was nothing it. nothing personal. Um, I enjoyed my time there. I had a lot of fun there. I made really close friends there. And, um, and and that's not even not even saying that, trying to be political. Like if I had something to say, I would say it. But it really was just a timing thing. It was an injury, contract expired, and then – um, WWE offered for me to do the Mayon Classic, so I took it.
2: Yeah, and I was just about to ask you that, so it's a great transition now. Um, <clears throat> was it – how did that come about? I mean, was it uh, – of course, you know, there's there's people who look at other promotions, you know, who, who are recruits and scouts. Um, you know, William Regal is a, a, a typically the name that comes uh, to mind when it comes to scouting talent. Now, who gave you the call um, and, and how they, you know, what was the discussion all about? Did they tell you that they saw you somewhere or, or you know, the invitation? How did that come about?
3: Well, I had a tryout with WWE in 2015. And um, shortly after, that's when Impact signed me. Um, so I was already in their books, if you will. I was already on their mm-hmm. radar. And, um, so, yeah, uh, I've definitely – Done a lot more and evolved a lot more from 2015 to 2017, um, and really because of impact. So, yes, uh, to answer your question, I was basically already on their radar from that tryout. And that's
2: a, and that's a good point because uh, it, especially now with 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 professional wrestling, period. There's so many options of uh, where to go, and, and WWE isn't that. I mean, of course, they're, you know, the number one sports entertainment conglomerate. But at the same time, we saw, we've, we've, we're seeing uh, an exodus of people from WWE. Um, how do you, how important do you think it is for the options to be open nowadays? And, you know, back you know, 10 years ago, or so when the independents weren't as strong, they would, you know, WWE would have their spring cleaning and it would be, more difficult to really make uh, a living, you know, as as a independent wrestler. Now the options are limitless. What are your overall thoughts on just how wrestling is right now, especially especially for for women?
3: I mean, everyone keeps saying that like right now is the time to be on the indies, and it's a great time to be a woman in wrestling, and and I I agree with it. It is true. I do think that um, it is important to keep your options open for the most part. I think that. Um, yeah, back in the day, a lot of people, like, if you're offered something, you snatch it up right away. I mean, time is of the essence. You can't just let a contract sit there forever, because they might pull it back, but um, yep. I think that now, I don't know, promotions kind of have to take that into consideration. Like, they can't just offer you crap, because they, <laughs> people have options now.
2: Yes. <laughs> Leverage is a big thing nowadays. fact, <laughs> Well, you, you know, unfortunately, those, the people who got fired from WWE, they would just have to a lot of times their stock went down a lot and they would just kind of, kind of have to, you know, to accept anything. But like you said, I mean, with the options now, you know, the the leverage is, is a big thing. And, and speaking of you, um, you know, leverage, you have all the leverage in the world now because of your time with Impact and with WWE. And that's led you to, um, you know, shine, shimmer. Uh, you, you've done so many things. This year alone, including winning the NWA World Women's Championship uh, in the vacant uh, the match, you know, Jazz. uh, I spoke to Jazz a a few times, and uh, she had to vacate the title, and then that left an opportunity for you and Santana Garrett at the Crockett Cup. Uh, I did, uh, I did see the Crockett Cup, and I thought that uh, it was uh, really cool. It was a really good. I'm a I'm an NWA fan. So, so it, it's, uh, I was, you know, I got, I had my big critical, uh, eyes and ears on when it came to the Crockett Cup because I'll follow NWA. I've had, uh, Nick Aldis on my show twice, I've had, uh, Dave Logano on my show. So I, I like what I see, uh, when it comes to the new NWA, but, uh, I still had my, uh, my, my, Critical glasses on, and I follow your work. I follow Santana's work, so I know that you uh, uh, and Santana were going to have a great match, and you did. And you became the NWA World Women's Champion. And uh, in the video, recent video, you talked about you talked about Mildred Burke and uh, just how it unofficially goes back to the '30s and just the history that comes with that NWA title. Uh, Just go a little bit more into just how and how uh, how special it feels to be uh, among that lineage of, uh, what, an 80-year history of that title and you holding that title now?
3: Man, it's crazy, especially when you look back on the history. It really does just kind of overwhelm you a little bit. It's yeah. absolutely the most prestigious title right now. I mean, it, it's just crazy. Just to look at that, I'm like, I got chills just looking at the whole – you can look up the list of champions, and you're like, oh, this mm-hmm. person held it? This person it is really impressive. And it yeah. feels – so it is humbling to be now on that list. Like, I'm on that list no matter what. I'm there, and that's just – that's a crazy feeling. And I am yeah. – uh, I was sad that I didn't get that match with Jazz because I've been wanting to wrestle Jazz for a long time. Um, but I do think that Santana was a very suitable replacement, and she's oh, yeah. a former NWA and herself and uh, you know what I just realized which is crazy I haven't even been back from my injury for a year yet the Mae Young Classic was my first match back after being out with a blood clot and then wow. it hasn't even been a year
2: that is uh, that's something major <laughs> you're still and this in 2019 has been a very successful year for you and uh, counting and You've had the title for about a month and a half now, and what are some uh some you know uh short term goals and long term goals that you have for for the title?
3: oh man, I don't even know where to begin i mean obviously to hold it for a really long time yeah. <laughs> um i mean, I, always, the I the just fabulous
2: Moolah had it for over eleven thousand days, so uh you gotta beat that.
3: Oh, you know, I, I was looking at that the other day when I was like, I don't even like, I don't even know if I'd want to hold a belt that long. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, so I think it was like, I did the math. I think I would just have to hold the belt for over 10 years. I'm sure that's, you know, not going to be an issue. So um, I I just think that I want to, I don't even know how to explain what I'm, what I'm thinking right now, because I just, this is a live interview, right? So I gotta watch what I say. Um
2: <laughs> that it is. I we're we're live, fun. pal, as Jim Ross would
1: say.
3: We're live, pal. I wanna have fun, you know. I wanna I wanna do things that are exciting. I don't just wanna like be boring. I don't know. Like I'm to be perfectly honest, I'm I'm bored with a lot of stuff I see right now. A lot of wrestling that I watch, a lot of Twitter, a lot of all social media, Instagram, I'm just bored of it. It just bores me. I'm bored. So like I I wanted I want to be the opposite of that. I want people to be like, oh, this is exciting. I don't know. Even if I even if I have to be crazy, I'll be crazy. But like, I just don't want it to be boring.
1: Hmm.
2: Interesting answer. So I'm I'm gonna dig a little bit deeper into that as uh, as a journalist. What is what is boring <laughs> like, to you in, in, in <laughs> wrestling
1: right now?
3: Oh, just like the same mundane stuff. I feel like so many people are stuck in what I constantly refer to as the wrestling bubble. It's a wrestling yeah. bubble. You kind of hate because people look at wrestling from a wrestling perspective, from a wrestler's perspective, and they forget that life entertainment exists outside of this bubble. So like concepts that exist outside of wrestling and that haven't been done before in wrestling, um, people don't, seem to understand that those can be incorporated um it feels sometimes like wrestling has not evolved with the rest of entertainment and like i'll watch a movie or a tv show or whatever else a broadway play um a magic show and i just think like i always i am always comparing it to wrestling everything i watch everything i'm entertained by and even real life for that matter i'm always comparing it to wrestling because that's my passion and I just sometimes feel like wrestling has not evolved with the rest of society. And I, I think that so many wrestlers get stuck in the wrestling bubble and I don't know how to like better describe what that bubble is, but it's like, it's like you only think in wrestling terms and like what, has already existed and you look at past matches from the 80s for inspiration but like you don't look anywhere else you only look at other wrestling to be inspired mm. in your wrestling but like, forgetting that there are so many other avenues to be inspired by and yeah, you can incorporate sure. that in- yeah. and i think that i think that's about it
2: <laughs> that's really interesting uh, that's a really interesting point <clears throat> and i think i think theater has a lot to do with that too like i think that's a really um important or and you know uh part that that can be inspirational when it comes to when it comes to wrestling and that's a really good angle that's a really good thought and so based on you know your experience of of wanting it to be not boring so to speak what are i mean how, how do you want to kind of revolutionize that and, and kind of change the game
3: um, I don't think that that's something that is really like, um, something I could explain, you know, it's not like a step-by-step process. There's no, there's no book on this. There's no, Oh, all I got to do. Is, it's, it's all I can do is be like I was saying in that video that you were mentioning earlier. I can, I ha- just have to be authentically me and see where it goes and like, I will attract people who like it. And if they don't like it, that's cool too. Cause like people aren't going to like you no matter what. So. Sure.
2: Um, yeah. It's kind of like a, uh, show you, brother. I can tell you, type of thing.
3: Yeah, and also, like, I'm not gonna give away my secrets. Fun.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you you don't want to do that. <laughs> you gotta you gotta keep some in the uh, in the reservoir for sure. <laughs> you can't right? you can't uh, show them the the whole hand. Absolutely. Uh, I got a couple uh, of Q and A questions. I definitely want to be respectful for your time of your time. So I'm gonna just uh, lightning round a few questions. Hashtag Ask Allison. Um, Let's see. Mo is asking, how does it feel to hold the same title that legends like Jazz, Awesome Kong, Fabulous Miller in the past? Uh, I mentioned that. You said that you wanted to wrestle Jazz. Let me me kind of ask a different kind of version of that question. What person, past or present, would you uh, want, who's been a former champion, Who you you would would have Or would have liked to face
3: Oh man Um A non-realistic one I would say Of course Mildred Burke And a more realistic one I would say Well besides Jazz Because I already mentioned That I wanted to wrestle her I would say Awesome Kong Because she was NWA champion
2: She was Yeah I thought about that too You and Kong Yeah that would be A really interesting match Yeah Um Lexi's asking, uh she says first, thank you for your contribution to women's wrestling. Considering your accomplishments in wrestling this far, if you could choose a wrestling company to join, which one and why?
3: Oh man. Um can I just start my own?
2: Yeah. <laughs> can NWA, that be baby? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Uh so it says which one and why? So why N W A.
3: Oh well, I said, can I start my own? That's what I said.
2: <laughs> okay, you start. Well, I thought you said, can you start with your own? Oh, start your own. Yeah. What would you oh, What would wait, you name it?
3: <laughs> oh man, that's that's too deep of a question. Like I would really have to think about this. I haven't put any thought into this.
2: Okay, all right. Well, you know, uh, I like I like to get you thinking. I like to get people thinking. I told you I was a psychologist, almost a psych- uh, doctor in psychology. So obviously, I'm doing my job tonight and give <laughs> got, got you thinking. Uh, so interesting. Yeah. So, so tweet it out or email me or whatever. Uh, I, I would be interested. i would be interested in the promotion name that you would give it. Um, and, uh, so let me, let me add on that question real quick, based on your, if you would start your own company, who would be the first acquisition uh, of your company?
3: Besides myself,
1: besides yourself, <laughs> yep. <coughs>
3: Man, um these questions are hard. Uh like anyone at all, it doesn't matter if Anyone. You, or you think it's like realistic like free
2: agent? Um Boom. I, I, I both. Both, anyone and then a, you know, a realistic free agent.
3: Man, these questions are the hardest cuz I really don't know. I I like can't even think, I'm like trying to picture a list in front of me of like all the wrestlers I've ever ever met in my life.
1: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. um, let me think of a name. Um Honestly, one of my my first thought was Rosemary. Oh, that
2: was okay. was one of the
3: first that my life.
2: That's a good one. Yeah.
3: Cuz I think that she she is such a good example of of just what I was talking about earlier of thinking outside of the wrestling bubble and and yeah. drawing inspiration from other areas and just being completely
2: unique and
3: and there is no one there is no one like her.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really good, really good choice. Yep. <clears throat> so I'll I'll let you uh, <clears throat> I'll let you answer that. That that's cool. So it's a don't worry about the two part if you can't think about anybody else. It's it's totally fine.
1: Um it's also All right, so I, go ahead.
3: Oh sorry, I was going to say it's weird um answering that question as a wrestler because I feel like oh my gosh, I have so many friends. Like I don't want to pick one person and then everyone else is like what the hell. Yeah. So.
2: I understand. I understand. <clears throat> Definitely. Um you can't hire everybody though. So uh every every, you know, every company know that even if there's friends who are um you know, AEW a, people still have friends in WWE so you know and vice versa as Hey, as i money That's right. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. All right, last question. So uh so I can uh, respect your time here. Ryan's asking what was the reason why WWE did not hire you to work for them after you competed in the May Young Classic. Good question.
3: First of all, how am I supposed
2: to know? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! There you go, Ryan. Take that. No,
3: I mean, people, I mean, they don't like, they're not, they don't sit you down and go, okay, well, we're not going to offer you a contract. And this is why. Um, I mean, it was, that experience was great. I really loved participating in the Mayan Classic, um, especially because I knew pretty much everyone there. And I went and I did my thing and I was like, peace. And um, yeah, I don't know. They... They would always have. There's there's always a million different reasons why something might not work at a certain time. But for me, it really feels like a, more of a timing thing. A lot of wrestling is being in the right place at the right time.
2: Absolutely, yeah, good, good one. All right, do you have time for one more?
3: Yes, yeah, we can do one more.
2: All right. Uh, besides yourself, which female wrestler do you believe is the current <clears throat> currently the most underrated? If you were uh, that person's manager, how would you book the, the wrestler of your choosing?
3: Oh, that's a long question. Um, let me think of the first part first. Uh, a very underrated wrestler. Let me think. Let me think. Man. That's also – okay, here's my thing with the underrated overrated. <laughs> it's, first of all, it's subjective, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. It's to me when – when people, when fans like to tweet a lot about underrated, overrated, because it really depends on your perception and, and the content that you're watching. So, like, yep. if you've never heard of some because you don't watch the indies, and you're like, wow, they're so underrated, but really you don't know they're killing it on the indies because you don't watch. Um, or Good un- point. underrated meaning, like, they, it's weird because, like, a lot of fans are savvy to lingo and um, bo- how booking works and things like that now, which is weird, and and so sometimes they'll say people are underrated because they're not being booked the way they want them to be booked. So like they're underrated because they're not winning or they're not a champion, um, which is just interesting to me um, in. So whatever, whatever, I'll answer from my perspective then. So um, from my perspective, one person who is very underrated in the sense that I think that she deserves like the entire world and to be on top of it and, getting all the money and all the bookings is Madison Eagles. Um, I always put her over whenever people ask who I want to wrestle. Um, she's from Australia. She wrestles for shimmer a lot. Um, and she's been wrestling for a long time. She's trained so many of the girls from Australia that we see, that we see out there now. And um, I just think that she is one of those, she's someone who deserves to be um, signed to whatever company she wants to be and making all the money. Cause she's just, she's, an incredibly talented woman. And she's like, I don't know, six foot five or something. She's crazy tall. Is she really?
2: <laughs> she's that tall?
3: No, I I don't think she's six foot five. She might be like six foot one. I'm okay. not exactly sure. But she is very okay. tall and she is so she's so athletic and she's so talented and I love her matches and I want to wrestle her in a singles before she retires. Nice.
2: Awesome stuff. We're going to cut it there, guys, for the uh, Q&A. I really, really appreciate you taking your time to chat tonight. Um, awesome uh, things to know about uh, Allison Kay away from wrestling. You know, you can get in the grind so much with, uh, with pro wrestling, and that's why I desire to, you know, just ask you questions about who you are, uh, you know, just to, you know, in the beginning, just to separate from, from wrestling. Because, like you said, you travel a lot. You feel like you're always on a plane. Who is Allison K aside from the NWA World Heavyweight Champion? I think, I think we got a chance to to, to dive into the day and the life of Allison K typically. And uh, uh, it's a really interesting, interesting life. And uh, best wishes to you. And let the listeners know where to find you on social media.
3: Thank you so much. My Instagram and my Twitter are currently still just at Sienna uh, because that's what I'm verified as. And it's too simple to want to change. Um, and I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison K, where I have a bunch of exclusive content and even recurring merchandise if you like that kind of thing.
2: Now, do you have anything on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees or anything, or is just uh, through your site?
3: I do have a Pro Wrestling Tees store. I do have a website as well. All of my merchandise is on my website, um, right. but I think I have a couple shirt designs, and like all of my archive shirt designs are on Pro Wrestling Tees. So between the two, you can find something you like.
2: All right, and that's at Sienna, guys, S E S I E N N A. Allison K, it's been a pleasure <laughs> having you on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. You have a great night. You as well. Bye-bye. Allison K. Good stuff. Good stuff with uh Allison K. Uh formerly known as uh Sienna. <clears throat> and uh great stuff. Uh the day in the life of Allison K, NWA, current N W A world women's champion uh taking it by storm in NWA. I really enjoyed the Crockett Cup event too. Uh, I think it was um really cool. I enjoyed it and uh it was a good time. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um good questions too by the P and Peanut gallery. Thanks Kimbo. Kimbo says great interview. Um you know why I really you know, first of all First of all, a couple things. One, I have these interviews every week for you all. Okay. I do it for you. Second of all, please understand how much I put um, into this stuff. Uh, And, you know, hey, donate on Patreon. Show me some love. Uh, I actually got uh, approved to this big old advertising company, and I'm going to start having some, uh, um, some, uh, some advertisers on the show. Um, and so PNP pancakes and power slams expand. You see that right there? Boom. Patreon pancakes and power slams. Uh, so please uh, show your love for the show. Hit the like button, leave a really cool comment and let's continue to build the empire of the PNP nation. Uh, <laughs> Cody, that's funny. Uh, I will start. Listen, I'm a married man. I have three kids. So obviously something's working, uh, regarding, <laughs> regarding that comment. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. If so, uh, I have no shame with promoting, uh, that, that company, uh, if they, if they give me a call, uh, all right. Um, and again, you know, we're doing some really cool stuff and thank you so much for to Allison Kay for a wonderful interview tonight. Allie, great to have you back. I'm doing well, thanks for asking. Um what's going on, Cody? Uh Eli, thanks for the compliments. Um PNP uh, the PNP Nation is uh strong today and we're having a really really good time. We got some trivia tonight. We get we're going to talk about Dominion. We're going to talk about the Super Showdown and oh man. The unfortunate match between Bill Goldberg and The Undertaker. We will be talking about that, unfortunately. It hurts my heart, but we will be talking about that. <clears throat> Cody says, PNP seems to be gaining more viewers each week. You know what's so funny about that, uh, Cody? From a, uh, the, You have to have a certain amount of advertisers. Uh, you have to have a certain amount of um, listeners per week on the uh, – on the pancake and power slams, or just podcasting in the uh, the advertising company that uh, I just got approved for. You have to have a certain amount of uh, of listeners. So you have to verify it too. So uh, iTunes, they have, I have to send them my RSS feed through my iTunes and things like that. And and it's funny because I get a lot of listeners' audio, and I get like five hundred to twelve hundred listeners. Uh, through my video cast, I enjoy the video cast more than the audio. I mean, I, I, I listen. All those who listen to audio, this is also on Facebook. I call it the Attitude Air version. The live Tuesday version is also aired again on our, our Wrestling Ink's uh, Facebook page on Thursday nights, uh, and sometimes Friday afternoons. So typically Thursday nights, though. Um, <clears throat> so I appreciate all that. I appreciate the Facebook love. I actually get more Facebook listeners on the on the taped version than i do the youtube live version that's just really odd so i, I think maybe it's a light, late night thing so I, and i'm totally cool with that because uh a lot of people pick back up and i get like six to twelve thousand listeners a week uh <laughs> on the audio and uh, a lot of times that is, is probably because people listening to it the next day and things like that on the way to work while they're at work. I get a lot of tweets about it. I get a lot of messages on Facebook. You know, people message me just saying it's a good show. So PNP as a whole, this is, we are celebrating seven years, seven years and two months. The Pancakes and Power Slam show have been on the air. Pancakes and Power Slams has a Wikipedia page. Uh awards like best uh, it was some some big site that named pmp number 26 in the top 60 um best podcast to listen to in the world so you know pmp is doing some really really awesome stuff it's just that the video cast on on uh these this is for the late night crowd <laughs> and so uh the four or five hundred people you know thousand people that that. uh Give me some love on the video cast i uh I appreciate it so uh but the 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 audio thank you thank you who for everybody listening to this audio I get like ten times more people to listen to it on the audio than I do on the video cast, but I enjoy the video cast i I really enjoy staying up late at night um the show's been at on eleven o'clock on tuesdays every single um Episode except for the first one. The first one was a uh, for those who are for those who don't know necessary don't know a lot about PNP as a historical standpoint P- uh, pancakes power Step started April 2012. Uh, me and a really good friend of mine Ryan uh, still good friends. Um, <clears throat> we I-, I came up with the idea. I said, uh, I, I, I contacted Ryan to be my co-host. We met at Starbucks uh, on like a Saturday afternoon or something like that. <clears throat> we were brainstorming. I had no idea about podcasting. Zero. I watched like, I listened to a couple of podcasts before I got started. I think one of them was, um, oh gosh. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> I know one of the podcasts I was listening to was my boy David Heroes, um, and and I and there was a couple more that I listened to. I, I don't even think they're around anymore. Uh, I don't think I think none of the podcasts I was listening to when I started are around anymore. And <clears throat> so I was like, listen, I I know that this is the thing. I I want to start podcasting. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to start. I started brainstorming. We came up with the name, came up with the time. So the time was um, nine o'clock on Tuesday morning. That was the initial idea because my work schedule was different. I worked at uh, nights or uh, afternoon, late afternoons and and evenings. So it was nine o'clock on a Tuesday. And that got like, of I don't know a <clears throat> few hundreds um listeners and actually i'm gonna actually bring it up <clears throat> uh let you know my numbers dun, 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 dun. Um, i'm gonna bring that i am gonna bring that information up for y'all <clears throat> i'm gonna read it actually. So the first one, let me go all the way back. The very first one was, um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, April 3rd, 2012, 9 a.m., Episode 1. I had 179 listeners for the 9 o'clock, and so that was like the pilot episode. That was the uh, April 3rd, 2012, so we have our anniversary show around Mania every year. That's That's the reason why. April 3rd, 2012, was the very first show. Uh, And then um, the very next week, 11 o'clock, was then on, uh, 17th. So stayed around 100 to 200. And then uh, July started going up, 385. July uh, went up to 7.82, and then uh, August of 2012 kept going up, uh, 9.45. These are listens here. And so 2012, I mean, that's within the first six months of my podcast. And then uh, October, 1147, um, uh, 1300. And 34, so that was within the first six months of my podcast, I went from one, uh, let's see, I went from 179 to um, 13, uh, where is it, 1334, and it kept going up and up and up and up, um 1694 shortly after that well 1572 and then 1694 so these are these are listeners within the first year of my podcast so so yeah it didn't take long to be successful i think and then of uh, and then uh like a year and a half later see 2477 here that was the crimson episode april 13th 2013 that was almost 2500 so that was within the first 18 months. <clears throat> it went from 157, or whatever I said, to almost 2,500. <clears throat> and that was 2013. So just imagine where we are now. So, so yeah, man, uh, there's a history lesson for Pancakes and Power Slam show as far as the listeners and the uh, the interaction and the love. And now you all – and there's so many different outlets now. I don't even know how many I have now. I know that I average probably – between like five and 12 based on the numbers I see. And then, and then it, this is in a different, this is, it's actually on Spotify now too. So I don't even know how to pull up those Spotify stats. And so you can listen to the show, subscribe to it on Spotify. You can subscribe to it on iTunes. So there's so many different platforms. now. I don't even know how many listeners we have uh, a week. So uh, it didn't take long for it to go from one whatever I said to 2,500. So, um, obviously something was working and, uh, the support is awesome. And I really appreciate you all. And, you know, because of that, and because of the support, I continue to, um, do what I do and, uh, and, uh, have fun doing it. So I really, really appreciate you all. And, uh, you know, like I said, like I was talking on the phone with, uh, with, uh, um, with Sienna, with, with Allison K. Um, People, people uh, ask me after I become a doctor, well, I'll still do it, and I can. I, I definitely see myself doing it. So, uh, most of the live shows better. Cody says the video cast is better with with getting to interact, but I may listen to podcasts again with starting a new job. Ten hours a day is a long day. Well, either way, we appreciate you, Cody. Um, but I agree. I like the. Uh, you know, Kimbo says the live show is just so engaging. I am, pre- I I love that personally. I just can't see, like I listen to podcasts too, like audio when I'm, cause I'm in my office slash studio back, uh, here. Uh, I, you know, this is where the magic happens, <laughs> the podcasting, the becoming a doctor, the writing, uh, the whole nine. So I listen up two screens and, uh, one screen typically is where, I um, Play video, uh, YouTube. I'm a YouTube junkie. I listen to theology YouTube videos all, all the time, all, every day. Uh, either theology mostly like 90%, and then you know, like 10 to 15%. I li- look at uh, like forensic psychology stuff. Like, I love like investigation, discovery, and true crime and all that. Like, I'm about to become a forensic psychology doctor, so I love looking at that stuff. Uh, fascinating to me, but. Um, but yeah, that's that's typically what I do uh, as far as you know this. The, what I do from a from a a daily daily basis. This is where the where the magic happens, and so yeah, I I enjoy I, I enjoy watching stuff. Like instead of instead of listening, I do enjoy listening, but I enjoy watching better, and I love podcasts who are very interactive because you know it's it's <clears throat> you know uh, before somebody left a comment and saying you know that's what makes pancakes and power sims different from other podcasts is because it's heavily interactive and I really appreciate that I really want to be different there's so many different podcasts that are out here like when I started seven years ago uh, podcasts were not a thing like it wasn't a a big thing it just wasn't like the the podcast industry over the five years is when it's really start booming back seven years ago when i started i mean podcast hosts weren't the same like i'm through i'm still through blog talk radio and you know seven years ago is not how it looks like today uh actually i'm actually getting offers to to go different places so uh if it if it if it generates more money yeah it might you might have a different uh, uh different sound bites as far as it would start at the beginning of the show but um it's just different uh, the podcast industry is is different so i mean there's podcasts a dime a dozen now man there's a podcast on every street <laughs> like there's so many wrestling, there's so many podcasts period and there's so many pro wrestling podcasts too. So, I really strive to be different. As different as, as different is unique. You know, different is not always good, but unique and catchy is good. Uh, that's a good type of difference. Sometimes people are just different just to be different. And uh, yeah, that's, that's not always good. But um, <clears throat> unique, catchy, something that calls people to come back is that they have a voice. And, uh, and I want to make sure that the PNP Nation has a voice on the show. You know it's a PG show, so we keep it clean on this show. And it's so and it's so interesting because a lot of wrestlers, like I, every single wrestler that I interview, I tell them the same exact thing: got to be PG, no profanity. And our and and one thing I really appreciate is a lot of wrestlers appreciate that. They're like, really? Like I'm so used to going to different podcasts and not, you know, you can say whatever you want. But I appreciate it's different. I appreciate going to a PG podcast because it makes me um, think on my toes a little more. Because I'm so you know, like I used to, I used to use profanity a lot, and that profanity was always my go-to. Like I was just blah 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 blank blah blank, and it really didn't give me a chance to think much a lot because I would just default using profanity all the time. And I've had these conversations with wrestlers before they come on the show. Of like, like, oh, okay, so that challenges me um, to to actually, you know, talk without using profanity. And so I've actually got a lot of respect from wrestlers um, having that conversation. Now, some has been, some have been uh, surprised, like, really what? Uh, but they still respected me, and I and I, and I respect that. They, they still honored my request and. You know they'll slip a time or two here, but uh they still honor my request. And a lot of people, after after the interview, they'll message me like, "Oops, I said such and such." And I'm like, you know, uh, I appreciate that you respect the request. So, so that's the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Uh, getting some comments saying, um, are, are "I appreciate Andre's mom." Absolutely, definitely. <clears throat> um. Uh. Ali says different is what makes us awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh I, I think different um different when it's unique and positive. So um, <clears throat> thanks, Ma. I really appreciate that comment, man. <clears throat> I really
1: appreciate it. Uh
2: <clears throat> says, Yeah like Chris at the PG show. He's a Christian and always positive and nice person. Makes me love watching. That's why I'm here, man. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Eli says, this podcast gives me life. Better listen to wrestling than go out to do something dumb. Absolutely true, Eli. Great, 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 great point there. Absolutely. <clears throat> so. All right, guys. Good stuff. <laughs> At least you got uh, Bartoni just slipping in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Bart, man, he uh, he's he's a character, man. <laughs> yeah, because he was he was going in, man. I said, "Oh, it's a PG show," because we oh, we talk about that like a lot, like and um, because <laughs> cause Bart and I, we actually talk on the phone. Like we've had conversations on the phone, like not <clears throat> related to come on the show next week. Like it was like we'll talk. Like he'll he's. He's a veteran man. He'll he'll share road stories to you until you <laughs> until you are tired and ready to go to bed, man. He's he's immersed in the product like that. He's been wrestling for, you know, he's been into product for longer than I've been living. So, um so he loves sharing stories and that's and I'm a sucker for that. I love listening to road stories. Like I some of some of my favorite um uh guests have been black bart uh bobby fulton um uh, uh Greg Ganya um um Bill Dundee he's a big road story guy I love I love when uh when he came on the show a couple times. I love road stories. That's that's one of my favorite um thing to talk about because there's always <clears throat> You, there's always road stories. There's always road stories. Especially as someone who's been wrestling for 20, 30 years. You have to understand, these people <laughs> have been in on the road for decades. And conversations have came up. Weird stuff at Waffle House have came up. like And a lot of people, they forget that stuff. And then something in a conversation with Trigger, like, oh, yeah, I did travel with this person in 1982, and we went to this place, and, you know, and and uh, he did say this, oh, yeah, I've never, I've never told anybody before, and so those are the things that I love talking about, stuff that sparks a, a memory that a person never shared on the podcast before, and so that's the stuff that I love. Like I've, I've interviewed over 150 wrestlers and I love interviewing. I love doing that, but the interaction and the road stories, those that's my bread and butter right there. That's that's my favorite thing about being a pro wrestling podcaster and journalist. So, uh, Kimbo's asking, asks, Chris, have you ever thought about doing a podcast on a subject besides wrestling? The non wrestling discussions we have on here are just as awesome. Yeah, I actually do have another podcast. I have a, uh, of, uh, of uh, apologetics. I'm really big into Christian apologetics. Uh, it's called Vision United podcast. and so uh, I only have like four episodes, uh, but I started last year and uh, I've interviewed some really heavy hitters and so that's actually on my personal page. Um, yeah, it's it's a faith-based apologetics uh, uh, podcast um and 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 the thing is, Here's the thing, Kimbo. If if you put it in an ask Chris question and it's something about you know Toronto and Golden State or you know, pop culture, um, I'll answer it. I'll, I'll you know this is this is a pro wrestling podcast, but you know we do pop culture too. Um, there was a time last uh, not last year, but um, when uh <laughs> Mister T had talk about his brother, yeah no thanks uh you know kudos to mr t but <laughs> no i'm good on that um there was uh when when trump when trump got elected back in uh what uh october of uh sixteen was it sixty yeah sixteen right he got inaugurated in seventeen yeah so you got so it'll be yeah it be three wow it'd be three years since he got uh um elected. Inaugurated in January 17 It's been that long, wow So October, what November 16, election day 2016 um, We had a Show Where me and a good buddy Of mine um, Todd um, He had a pro wrestling Podcast for a while and uh, He was a co-host of mine for a while for for a few weeks during the election season, and there was a time like 2016 was a time where I would when I brought like a lot of different um uh, I brought a lot of different hosts from different podcasts from different websites wrestling websites and podcasting, and he was one of the hosts and for weeks we were just covering politics like we were covering wrestling but we were covering politics too, and on election day we actually, throughout the show, the show was for, I think it was still 90 minutes at the time. And so for 90 minutes, we covered politics. We were just watching the election, talking wrestling, and also talking politics too. So we talk about pop culture and stuff here all the time. And every time the, you know, I'm a big Ohio State Buckeyes fan, huge Ohio State Buckeyes fan. And every time the Buckeyes do what they do, you know I gotta give him a shout out too. So, <clears throat> so yeah, if you put in an ask Chris question, well, I'll, I'll answer it. <clears throat> there's times where, um, there's times where people ask me about my childhood, <laughs> and some deep ask Chris questions, and I'll I'll answer it, man, because I do it for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about uh, some stuff. Let's talk about some some John John Cena. I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> I haven't said that in a while. Uh we're gonna talk about some John Cena. Uh we're gonna talk about um uh, Dominion and also um and also what's the other one? Uh Super Showdown. So we're gonna talk about my boy, Evan Tech Proud. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing
0: fine, man. I'm here back. The land of the living. Gotta love the rogue stories. Of course, I always yeah. the old stories you can't talk Definitely. about on air so yep. you and I <clears> talked <throat> about in private. Um, GHP's been working on his car since WrestleMania 13,
1: so hopefully uh, <laughs> he'll finish his car
0: <laughs> in a bit. You know, I'm good. I, you know, ranty I wasn't able to do my show tonight because it's kind of too difficult. at my house, but I'm here. I'm more fired up to be on here with the PNP Nation that we That's survived the senior showdown. The thing is showdown, the sick and shut in oh, ministry we man. survived with old birds and old man taker. We
1: survived. Really? Yeah. And we I, did, I I I just,
0: I just wish <clears throat> yeah, um, real quick, I, I love it how wrestling fans and, and granted we mean you Chris, we we're fans, but you know what we're fans plus you know, we're media, so you know, we're media journalists, you know, we're analysts and my heavy, you know, fans were so worried about AEW and we're I don't know about AEW, I got to give it a chance, and I don't know how it is, and then then double nothing happens, and everybody's on AEW, and now every single thing that happens, you got to compare to AEW. Right. Come on, man. AEW is not a weekly show yet. Right. You can't compare to Senior Showdown, you can't compare to Million, (laughs) Impact, RH, double nothing is what it is, so. And I wanna send my my, my my uh condolences to obviously his name Adon um and Andre, If Andre for say his name, I'm sorry.
1: Andrade I, mom.
0: Yeah, yeah. Andre Uh I, I I know how he feels. Uh, it'll be two years next month. Um actually in July it'll be uh six years since my show and it'll be two years since his mom passed. So definitely mm-hmm. know how he's feeling with his through. But um uh, he has support, you know, in and, and the WWE and in Say what you want about Vince. Going by uh, people that work with Vince, so we know there's one thing that Vince does well: the WWE support. You know, going yep. through grief, going through counseling, and um, you know, he'll have that. Um yep. you know, he'll definitely have
1: it. So, absolutely,
2: so, <clears throat> definitely agree with that. Great point. All right, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh let's jump into these headlines. Y'all ready for PNP Nation? Uh, matter of fact, (laughs) I got a sound bite for that. Are you ready for it, PNP Nation? Oh, yeah! All right, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, headlines. Here we go. All right, so John Cena. <laughs> all right, so I guess I might, I should bring that, that story back up real quick. Um, <clears throat> oh goodness, Justin, um, what's <laughs> Justin, uh, Justin, what's his name? Justin. Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts. Yeah, Justin Roberts. Yeah, Indeed. Justin Roberts, and so that was his thing, right? When John Cena,
1: John Cena.
2: And so, uh, (laughs) on this show for a while, we used to always say John Cena like that whenever we said his name. And so, that was a a running joke for a while. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah. So, without further ado, I'm going to bring back the running joke for a a second. And so,
1: John
2: Cena, uh, he's uh, considering retirement. 42 years old. He recently uh, was interviewed by TMZ Sports, and he was... Talking about the Goldberg and Undertaker match and say it's not up to him, if, you know, as far as their retirement. It seemed like that's a or normal answer for wrestling for WWE people who get uh, interviewed because I interviewed Goldberg last year and I talked to him about Undertaker retirement tiring and he said the same basically the same thing. Um but he did say, you know, he's in the Fast and Furious, uh, you know he's in the series now. He's going to be the new movie. What's the big deal? That's huge kudos for Cena uh, for that. That's that's huge. Um, but he said, you know, he's considering retiring. Forty-two years old. He's uh, starting to be Hollywood. You know, he complained about The Rock doing it, but he's doing the exact same thing. But uh, he did apologize to The Rock. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing the, he's doing his thing, man, which is smart because you're making, uh, you know, you're making the Hollywood money, you're doing much less work and you know, you're, you're expanding your, your, your brand from wrestling to Hollywood and Hollywood is much more popular than the wrestling is. So, I mean, can't knock him for that. And so he yeah. said he's considering retiring and, uh, I think it's a good move, man. Sixteen-time champion. I think, uh, you know, I think appearances. I think the WrestleMania appearance was perfect. I think it was great to bring him back the Thugonomic Cena. He got pop for it. Got a real big pop for it. You know, we we were both there live. Huge pop for to WrestleMania. And so, um, I think there's there's nothing there's nothing left for Cena to do in WWE. I mean, there's He's had almost every title. Never had the Intercontinental title, but so what? You know that really doesn't, and it really doesn't matter when Never it comes it. to his resume is concerned. But uh, I mean, he's accomplished everything, man. He was, you know, Paul Heyman. I don't agree with saying John Cena is the greatest of all time. Like someone like Paul Heyman.
0: Oh gosh! Don't get me started
2: on it. I said this last week. I think I said the question, which is what year and event was the first Money in the Bank match? And then I don't think I put the answer up, which is um, saying John Cena
1: is the greatest of all time is. had kind a of strong name. Do you hear me? All right. All right.
2: We We're back. We're live, pal. We are live, pal. All right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on the uh the Blog Talk Radio and I have like a direct connection through the studio uh interface and uh it just dropped. Oh wow. <laughs> the <laughs> so, so, yeah, we'll talk yeah. <laughs> But we're back, we're live, pal I'm glad that was like 30 seconds long or less So um, But yeah, so I, You know, you you really can't knock uh, Cena for, for wanting to retire, man There's nothing else for him to do um, Making appearances is a good idea I think that's a good call But as far as wrestling people You know It's it's really hard to put people over Nowadays, because people win and lose All the time, there's so many 50-50 crap so unless you're in like a long feud, it's really hard to just just wrestle someone to put them over. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I think I think it's a good call that Cena's uh, um, so John Cena's not going to come back.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Captain Four Kids, you know, he he held the banner for years. Um. Yeah, there's nothing else him to do. When I run a multiple times, you know, doing my research, he's won the WWE Championship 13 times, the World Heavyweight Championship three. Cena's is not the greatest champ of all time. I'm sorry, I met Cena. No. Uh, Cena's a good dude. He's not the greatest, even as even, even as a champion. I might put him up in as the top ten, well, maybe, but. As far as a brand ambassador, uh, you know, he's up there. You know what I mean? Oh, he, definitely. He, he's, uh, he's, sure. he's a holding. He's up there with Hogan. And, and as far as being the man for the WWE main ambassador, yeah, he's top one in the team. I mean, he's up there with Hogan. I mean, uh, I mean you could play Stone Cold, but it's you know, the different era. But I just think right now, right. Cena, he's a household name, he's a crossover athlete. The motor we need to do. He's 40. He's letting his head go out like JBL. He's doing a four kid show. Are you smarter than a fifth grader or whatever it is? Um, the reboot the renewal of that. And he's can just do appearances due to, you know, the ergonomics, the FU, the, the attitude adjustment, the child safety locks. And he's good. He's at the point where, you know, obviously, when you of a wrestler, you know you have legendary status when. All you have to do is show up, do your finisher, and leave. Mm-hmm. That's it. <clears throat> so, I agree. that's where he's at. Do door, F.E. doing that. Austin do the stunner. Flair do the wool. You know, Triple H. Well, he's still around, but you get what I mean. So, yeah. baby, hopefully, uh, y'all can hear me. in you know, my volume is way up. You know, some people saying they can't hear me. I'm using any mics. So. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I think you're good.
2: Yeah, man. hopefully
0: they can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Else for him to do.
2: He yep. didn't win the king of
0: right.
2: the ring though. He didn't win. Yeah, he didn't win the king of the ring. That's a good point. Yeah. But you know, so what? It <laughs> really doesn't make much uh, as far as uh, his his accomplishments are concerned.
0: Your fans are saying he can't hear me, so I'm not sure
2: what. Uh they should be able to hear you now.
0: Okay, they hear me now. Yeah, they hear me now. Okay. Okay. Then. Got a little blood talk. Messing up my yes. whole rest. <laughs> do y'all miss right. Captain Four Kids, man? Do y'all really miss Captain Four Kids? That's a good Cena? question. Yeah. <clears throat> do
2: y'all miss ever, do y'all miss got, John Cena? I
1: mean
0: he, he, he got squashed at Mania last year, which was great. Everyone forgot about it. He showed up. Best part one of the best parts of Mania besides Kofi winning. Um so yeah, it's it's better. I mean, do we need to see him again? We don't. We don't need to see him in a rock we fight don't. for the third time, once in a lifetime. Yeah. You know, he had to fight right. Edge for like the 99,000th time. I think that's the reason.
1: Right. Wrong, you know, Randy Orton.
0: Or the or, right. or, or, or sing, or, or, singing or,
1: flare. Or yeah.
0: Yeah, Batista. Or, or the Midnight right. Express in the Rock and Rolls Club. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> Flair and Steamboat.
0: Flared and Steamboat, Flair and Sting. Yeah.
2: You right. it, it, it,
0: it, it, uh, know it,
2: uh, yeah,
0: just
2: my versus and over. The yeah, yeah, all right, so uh, let's talk about super showdown, um <laughs> oh sing it. man,
0: sing it's showdown
2: man. <clears throat> it's see uh <laughs> let me bring let me bring up that car
1: <laughs>
2: i okay uh-huh, uh all right, just all right. You give me the rundown of what you thought of it, uh, as far as just the whole card, and then, of course, the debacle at the end.
0: Is 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 this? Um, you know, real quick. You, you, and this is the thing too. People talk about Seth and Kofi, right? Here's the thing, mm-hmm. and not, not not to talk much about Raw. Seth has been champ. Seth is world champ. He has not main-evented Raw or any big show. He's first, like David yep. Ryan was, like, like Punk was, and they got Punk fans. Seth Rollins do not main-event Raw, and he doesn't main-event the big show, which is okay, but it, it, it takes to how important you think we are. Real quick, Seth went against Brian Corbin. It looks like the Baltimore Applebee's or Cadoba's or, or whether it's uh, <laughs> Friday's. Corbin's good in the ring. I can't stand an outfit. Match was rushed. Brock comes out, which is great. Brock, Brock is beat up, and he leaves. So that's cool. Ziggler and Kofi match made no sense. That was rushed for about 10 minutes. Then you, have, then you have Kofi, who's a fake. He wins by a heel tactic. You need yeah. to give with his consequences to interfere, and then you do the trouble of paradise, which didn't even connect. So, Ziggler got knocked out by the wind of the move, by the wind or the air or the heat. And then Ziggler cuts a promo as a heel. He's a heel and cuts a face promo. And he's a heel demanding that the face fighter in the cage match so it could be a fast, square match. It makes no sense. So, the <coughs> Triple H or Orton fight for the 8,000th time. Orton can. He got new tights. Was that supposed to Orton wear new tights and cares. Triple H reflected his uh, entrance from (laughs) WrestleMania this year. Right. The match was 35. Right. The match was the longest match for the car. So what? Of course was. The match was 15 minutes. It's like, come on. The Triple H, you know, he did the RKO, the children, you know, Orton did the punt. Cool. And then everything else is just uh, the, 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 the 50 man rumble which is like, okay, I didn't even know Matt Hardy was in the Rumble. He went back to his No Mercy Nintendo 64 shirt. <laughs> right, I didn't right. know he was in the Rumble until he got eliminated. But wait, Hardy's in there. The Rumble was yeah. cool. The Filters' story was cool. He dragged it out too long. Uh, Brian Corman can lead to our wrestling chalk, but, but defeat Lashley. Nothing but purgatory. Shane McMahon defeats Roman Reigns. Are you kidding me? Shane McMahon gives more time than most wrestlers. Defeat Roman Reigns... And then we, but Roman Reigns is going to be able to defeat Drew, Drew McIntyre at Stomping Grounds or Curve Stomp or Breaking right. Grounds or whatever you call it. it makes no sense. If you have the the Senior Match, the Senior Citizen Match, Goldberg was tired when he left left the, his uh, dressing room. He was winded by the time he got to the to the stage. He did not even do his whole his whole on the fireworks because he was tired. Yeah. The, the walk was like. Like, 100 yards to the stage, Teddy comes out, looks dead, and then Goldberg busts his head open, and people get on, okay, real quick, you can't get on Goldberg. What Goldberg did, he did a, he did a brain buster. We've seen Eddie do it. We've seen Boyd D. Malik do it. Mm-hmm. We've seen Christian Wall. Oh, yeah, he's still alive. We've seen mm-hmm. brain busters before. It's not that serious. But because it's Taker, because he's 55, and he's brittle, he's like, you know, he's like brittle and what have you it was a big deal. Hey, that's not nope. I'm gonna tell you, dropped Goldberg on his head. So yeah, well, he out. was
2: he was like dead weight though. Like he when he ran into the um, the um, posts, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, middle yeah.
2: uh, posts that jacked him up. <clears throat> um, he was gassed out, and then uh, uh, he got concussed, and so. Yeah, um, he was, there was it, and so he he passed out at the end of the match too. Yeah, he
1: said so. so it was just it, bad. It,
2: it was just bad all along. Yeah. Right. it was just bad from the from the. I think it could have been good. I'll 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 give you my rundown on it uh, after after you're done.
0: Is, uh, Eli, this up? was solid. Eli? I'm not gonna call. I'm a co-host. Eli, I'm calling you out. Eli bands. I see you with the fox emojis and the smiley face. On the buddy. <laughs> Show <it> to y'all. <laughs> But it's like I mean, Goldberg, my food, knocked himself out. I mean, he went against – I mean, it's karma. He went against Bret Hart in Stargate, 99, 95, whatever, 98. You knocked Bret Hart out three times. Now you knock yourself out, take it the best he could. And it was the ugliest choke slam. I think I have yeah. seen the choke slam. The, the ugliest choke slam besides that was Undertaker and Hogan in Judgment Day, 03, which WWE likes to edit. It, it just was bad it yeah. was mad he was upset and, uh, it, uh, and and like Jericho said on his tweet he you don't know check Jericho's tweet, he gave respect to Goldberg, who he did choke off whole life and the take is, 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 i mean you got it was a dream match its just Goldberg you know he's he's all gone, and it Goldberg's strength ended up becoming his weakness, and we got the debacle we got, so hey. Will we see
1: Tinker again?
2: Will we see Wilberg again? Who knows? I, I, I'm i still saying
1: Tinker against Sting, man. Tinker Sting at uh, 36. We'll be there. You see. know,
2: but here's the thing. No, though.
1: not going to happen no, 36 <laughs> But here's the thing, though. So Sting can lose. I, I,
2: I, and I keep saying that. I don't want to see it at WrestleMania because Sting is going to lose. I do not want it. Sting as the GOAT. You know, Sting, I, I, I fight over Sting. I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm taking people out because of Sting. But uh, I don't want to see it because there's no way this thing will win at WrestleMania. However, I after seeing this, I was like, you know what? So it's clear that the Saudi you know, Sports Authority want the legends, and they're giving the WWE the big bucks, and they want the legends. I think that's a pretty fair exchange. You're giving me all this money, and you want a few legends? Absolutely. That's that's fine. So I can see Taker and Sting being in one of these Saudi events. I just, I don't know how excited I'll be about it, but I would prefer Taker Sting as Saudi than Taker Sting at Mania. Because in my mind, yeah. Yeah, in my mind, I don't see Taker. I don't see, there's no way in the world that Sting would win at WrestleMania. But if it's a Saudi event, There's a bigger, not much bigger, (laughs) not much bigger, but there's a bigger chance that Sting will win. I think at Mania, it's a 0% chance. At Saudi, it's probably a 3% chance. I'd rather take 3% chance Sting than 0% chance Sting. So that's my logic. Let's address a few of these facts, Chris questions. Um. Let's see. There's some really good questions here. <clears throat> I did not want to skip over them. Skipped over a lot for a conversation. Let's address them because they're good. Um, <clears throat> Cody's asking, what do you think about this week's Firefly Funhouse? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that, Cody. I was thinking in my head, huh, okay. <clears throat> so, WWE <laughs> so WWE wants to ban all these words that we talked about last week. But they want to promote live murder to a fake rabbit <laughs> on Raw, just a just a flat out murder via a bludgeon uh, to a to a, uh, a puppet rabbit and turn it into some type of rabbit sauce. Um, all right, that's a that's a very inconsistent logic there, but uh, <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's. I thought of you know. I thought about it. I was like, <clears throat> okay, so. I'm liking what they're doing with Bray, but I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, so. Let's develop this a little bit more now. <laughs> like I'm, you know, let's do something. Let's 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 have a little bit more development here, <clears throat> because just seeing these all every week. Uh, we'll get a little bit uh, monotonous. <clears throat> Eli's asking, "What does WWE do with the tag team titles?" I would love if both brands for the tag team won one brand, and the women's tag team be a Raw only. I'm cool with uh, Raw and SmackDown tag team champions. They have tag teams. They can make tag teams. They just their booking is bad. I, I've said that before. I, I like think, <clears throat> the the, the booking is the issue. Yeah, I think one belt. I
0: think. One tag belt should be good enough for both
1: shows. I you know, see, I, don't, I, don't get... so. I don't. I don't think so.
2: I. I don't want to see. See, it's already confusing with the wild course, wild card stuff. And I. I can understand that point, but at the same time, I. I think the titles should be there to build stars. Now, I'm b a, I'm. I'm a bigger proponent of the wrestler makes the title, not the title makes the wrestler. But when it comes to like. Make card championships and uh, tag team championships. You can really make a start by putting a belt on them. And so, um, I don't think I don't think you should ever do that with the world champ. I don't think you should put the belt on the world champ. I think you should get to the point where the world the person is so over that they have to be champ. Like they're 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 legitimately the top the most over person in the company. Like I'll, I you know what. I feel so bad for gender. Like I've got sympathy votes for gender Mahal now. I, I like gender Mahal now because I've got like sympathy mm-hmm. votes for him. Like
0: I think you could have really been
2: watching. he 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 really could have been a star. They just they hot him so quick. Did the same thing with Sheamus. I don't think Sheamus ever really built himself to be like a a, a star because they they were quick on him and I think when you just hot shot people's pushes like that and put and put the titles on them and not have them make the title from a, from a, from a world title standpoint, from a top title standpoint, I think that hurts the character. And we've seen that uh, a lot. Um, Let's see. uh, Let's see more questions here. Ryan's asking, have I ever ever seen the show on Vice Land, the wrestlers? I did watch the first episode with the uh, uh with Gabe Sapolsky and Evolve and Ethan Page and uh Darby Allen uh I believe that's that's his name right Darby Allen <laughs> um and they had a couple other uh Drew McIntyre was actually on that episode um <clears throat> he had a he had a cameo uh yeah I was really cool I haven't seen them all yet <clears throat> but um but it was I enjoyed it the, the 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 beginning of it when it was just real gory and stuff. I was like, you know what's so crazy? Um, it's so sad that you have people like Triple H, and this and it's good for Triple H. You have people like Triple, Triple H that don't have to do any type of flips or top rope moves, and he's making more money than any other any other wrestler that exists right now. Um, And he didn't have to do all the the crazy spots and the ladder spots and all that. And it's like, man, you got to work smarter, not harder, man. You know what I mean? Like that's, I'm a big fan of that work smarter, not harder. And it's like triple H is the quintessential example of work smarter, not harder, because you got all these people doing all these flips, jumping off empire state buildings, making pennies on the dollar. And they will be doing that for the next 15 years on top of getting another job, when well, you have someone like Triple H who'll do a pedigree and a really bad uh, jumping <clears throat> knee face-to-knee driver, and like he didn't have to do much, but he has good psychology, so um, he's more successful. So, um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, give it to him. His trips is. I don't want to use it, the cliche. He is a student of the game. He works hard. Yes. Uh, I, yes. I recommend the. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what it's called. The Triple H documentary, uh, the 30 minute on on the network. Very, very good to watch. You get to see Triple H where all of his as a performer, NXT, COO, you know all that stuff he does. He, he works great. He doesn't get injured much, and you gotta. Be, and if you know Cole – I don't know if this was a gig at AEW or to others. Cole mentioned and said during that, excuse me, that match, you won't see a lot of little drop kicks. So, you, you know, he kind of was saying, like, it's the psychology. Look at, look at Orton, look at Cena, look at Triple H. Those guys don't get injured much because they did not – and there's nothing against – wrestling is a buffet. You need the flips and the – the backwoods and the, the Lottie dies and all of that stuff. The young bucks and the best friends and all of that is cool. The Jack Evans, but you still need psychology, so give it to Triple H. I mean, the, the match works and he, he he works smart. That's why he can still wrestle past fifty.
1: Exactly. That's the guy.
0: And then shout out this I forgot the twenty four seven title is hilarious. Chief calling it the television title, calling it the European title. The stuff with Jinder Mahal. A few people in the chat. How he, he's hilarious and, and I not liking him. And, 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 and little stuff like this, you get to see people can actually be that self. And, and Jenna Mahal is funny. He has charisma. Our truth is funny. He has charisma. I just think it would be hilarious if, like maybe put the title, but what if they put the title on the Our Truth, like a world title, the universal title? We don't even know what title is. is, is I would love it. Is, it. is it universal? Is it universal? Technically, by name, universal is higher than the world. Saved the world, so. Well,
2: he calls call it, it the uh, he calls the twenty four seven the
1: uh
2: your <clears throat> the twenty the forty eight seven, he calls it the forty eight seven European TV championship. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. All right, so uh, GSP's asking, did you notice on Raw when Cole said Lars dropped the member uh, of the Lucha House Party on the stairs, but there were no stairs. Cole is really a robot. Yeah, it's, hey, there's. He's oh, a student yeah. of the game when it comes to the banned words <laughs> and just being a uh, just. Uh, we, he's
1: we, he's um, in,
2: he's he's so into the WWE fiber. He's been there for over you know he's been there for twenty years and so he's he's a WWE guy through and through, man. A fan, a fan mentioned
0: something. I totally forgot. Real quick, Sam. Well, still say looks like a little kid running around in his diapers. Finn comes out as a demon, because I, I swore he was a demon king at one point. Good match, but you do the same moves. It's no different than when you're Finn, but you just got picked. Are you saying it? Finn was great? He changed the character. He did death Drop. Totally different look. Look at Jericho now. He's like 39th, inc- 39th incarnation. Hecker, when he was American... Bad A double crooked letter, you know he was booger red. He switched it up. Triple H his time switched it up. Finn you wear paint, you do the same moves. And then the analysis was still calling him Finn, but I'm like these the demon. You didn't do that for McFoley. When he was catching Jack, you didn't come and do the other Yeah. So he's no. Yeah, yeah
2: he's no different. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's no different. All right, let's address uh, these extra questions. Cody's asking just an extension of last week that I noticed WWE didn't say <clears throat> anymore. Suicide dives are no longer a thing. It's now tope suicida, but I'm waiting for them to stop saying that too. Yeah, I think they've been integrating tope su like well, you know, Maronella says that
1: tope suicida, and I
2: love Maronella as a a commentator uh, My boy Ken Anderson, buddy of mine uh, Of course you know Ken Anderson He does not, he's made it public So he said it on the show uh, And he said it on social media too <laughs> He does not like Mauro And I think that that's hilarious One, uh, <laughs> one, Check out One of the conversations I have With Ken Anderson on the show He's not a Mauro Ronaldo fan uh but I I love I love Morrow. Morrow's the closest thing to JR that we that we can get right now. And I, and I love and I and it's sad. We didn't, we haven't talked about we haven't talked about this yet. Um Percy Watson's gone from NXT, man. That's that sucks because I really oh, yeah. liked the trio of Morrow, P- P- Percy and Nigel. I really like that trio. To me that was like the second best other than Kevin Kelly and Don Callis, which we'll talk about Dominion here in a minute. But uh, I really like the NXT trio. I'm just not clicking with Renee Young, and I'm not clicking with uh, Beth Phoenix. No. I'm just. I'm no. sorry. I'm just no. not. I'm just not clicking with them. It's just that you can't just you can't just give someone a role just to say, okay, we'll balance it out. We need a woman on the commentary team, which just seems like that's what they're doing. Which, but I'm like. Listen, man or woman, it doesn't matter if you're good at the job, give it to that person. But if this, you're not, don't give it to them just because you know they're a woman or they're right. a man or you know like just don't give it to them because of that. Give it to them because they're good at the job. And I just don't right. see. I'm sorry, I just don't see Beth Phoenix as well, I, I. She just doesn't click with me when it comes to when it comes to that. I'm sorry, I just. It doesn't like and the thing is I think with Beth Like uh, there were some other times where she was Okay like the Mixed Mess Challenge She was okay um, But uh, From Percy To from Percy to Beth I think that's a big demotion to be honest I, I really liked Percy's So the thing is yeah, he, like he He left to Pursue other endeavors he wants to become An actor which you know kudos To him for that um, so you can't yeah, be yeah, mad yeah. at him about that. I, I'm I'm definitely Number think that's seven. a great move, but it's like, man, I just nah, it, it's it's it stinks because I really wanted to to I really liked that duo. So I'm like, maybe you put Booker T in next NXT, like you know what I mean? Like I think that, that would be yeah. a, a cool. I think that would be a cool feel. I think Booker T In replacement of Percy Watson would still have that feel to it. And I think that that's what you do. I think <clears throat> I think you should replace Beth Phoenix for Booker T. I would love to see Booker T. Uh, doing <laughs> doing color commentating for NXT Takeovers. <laughs> I think that would be absolute. because you know you you already because cause you already have uh, Morrow on ten. Just think about Morrow on ten during that's a Adam Cole versus oh, Johnny.
1: You know? Mama Mia! Oh, my
0: goodness. oh, man, you know, in his business, goodness, in his business, you know. That, yeah, you that know to, know the to
2: thing me is I, yeah. absolutely <laughs> amazing already. Like, <laughs> I would love to see the Mama Mia, oh, my goodness connection. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> in, in, in his oh, <laughs> All okay. right, uh, like, let's see, see what else we got here. Um, yeah. <clears throat> there's some
1: more it questions. It could be
0: worse. You don't you don't like Renee, which I don't because of how they're using her. Nothing against women, we're not sexy. Beth Phoenix the same way. But we could go back and they could call up later to do commentary, which is horrible. Or we could get Alex from from uh he AEW That's like <laughs>
1: oh,
0: <man. laughs> mean, right. I, I I Renee Renee is only bad because they're not letting her be her. Yep. That Phoenix, I, I really don't care for on the mic. But go back anyone in go, Google Lita doing commentary. It's hard it, it, it may it makes Renee sound like Shivani. It makes that phoenix sound like Bobby. Lita,
2: Lita has some good and bad times too. I just I don't know. It just listen if you're if you're not good at it you're just not good at it. Oh. I mean,
1: that's, that's you know, that's,
2: that's, that's, that's as simple as it is to me. Like, if you're not, if there is a wonderful woman's announcer out there, hire her for the job. Just make sure she's good at it. Just like a man, just like a male announcer It's not, if you're good at the job, get hired because you're good at the job. And I just don't think, I just don't think Renee Young and I don't think Beth is click for me. Like, Unfortunately, but I really want to see Roman and Booker T. I want to see the Mamma Mia, oh my goodness, connection on NXT. I think that would be absolutely amazing. All right, so uh, we don't have much time left. Let's address a few of these Ask Chris questions. I want to make sure that I address these Ask Chris questions.
1: Um, see,
2: see, listen, uh, um, like the Crave wrestling. Uh, uh, YouTube page, too, because I'm going to start getting Super Chat. I need a certain amount of... Uh, yeah, there's some parameters for Super Chat. Because uh, these ask questions, they're awesome, but they get lost in the shuffle, uh, too. <clears throat> we have Super Chat. It, it sticks up there and, and reads it. Because um, there were some good ones, too. The two- well, but, wait, me well, I, know, I know Lexi asked some good
1: ones.
0: Yeah, she she had a couple of good ones I saw. Uh, people said, Booker T, does have really of wrestling, Well Remember, Booker T still does his podcast. So I'm yep. pretty sure <laughs> he's no to of a wrestling for getting on the gigs and still be commentating on Raw, especially, you know, the pre-shows and the pay per So there will be one of them. He's supposed to be the next team. Book- Booker T got the dream. He's on his own schedule. He does what he wants.
2: So um and that's the good thing about NXT though is because it's not it's not live weekly. And so you it's just right. taping, it, you know what I mean? So you only have to he, do he, with commentating, you know, once every you know, four to six weeks. So
0: every month. Um yeah, uh,
2: <coughs> the the tapings yeah, are like usually four, about four, four weeks, four to six weeks, yeah. Um Yeah. Here we go. Lexi's asking, uh considering Undertaker's actions after super Hashtag super let down. <clears throat> Do you think his rumored anger towards Goldberg <clears throat> was justified or the fact that he had faced his own wrestling mortality? Good question, man. Wow. Um, yeah, that's Lexi. That's Lexi. Yeah, I think I think it was a combination of both, really. I think I think he was uh, he you know, <clears throat> they're they're perfectionists in the ring, especially someone like Undertaker and Goldberg. Um yeah, I mean I think he was it was clear that he was upset. I mean Goldberg was jacked up from the beginning. Um he was gassed out, he was concussed, and so, you know, in all fairness for Goldberg, I think that, that um <clears throat>
1: the
2: the fact that he was in that condition <clears throat> jacked him up. So he couldn't he couldn't do <clears throat> the um jackhammer he couldn't take the the second choke slam, uh, really good. It was just <clears throat> one of those things. No matter who you are, uh, even if Goldberg was in the ring with The Rock, and The Rock got gassed uh, gassed out and concussed during the match, and he 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 the Rock Bottom looked terrible, or taking choke slam looked terrible. I'm sure that he would have had the same reaction because <clears throat> he was unhappy with the match. Rightfully so. I mean, the match was terrible. Um, all right, uh, let's see. Let's adjust a few of these, and I'm going to give my quick synopsis on uh, Super Showdown, and then uh, also Dominion. Um, we only got about uh, 15 minutes, so. And then the flavor of the week is: uh, we're going to choose uh, our. We're going to Evan and I are going to say our top five women's wrestlers. Since uh, Allison K was on the show tonight, we're going to. Do our top five favorite wrestlers Um, Eli's asking why can't WWE Be like ruthless aggression Uh, How they was With good matches and promos I remember Angle versus uh, Benoit had part one And part two on Smackdown Uh, Yeah I mean I agree I I think uh, ruthless aggression I always say I think ruthless aggression was better I preferred Personally I preferred ruthless aggression Over the Attitude Era Just because I like the quality of the wrestling Um, And they were really building stars. I mean, Ruthless Aggression... You have to think about it. Ruthless Aggression was really building stars. Now, the Attitude Era did too, as far as like DX, mostly. But Michaels was built before Attitude Era. Taker was built before Attitude Era. Austin was built like at the... I mean, he was a WCW guy. Austin was like right before Attitude Era. um, But he... Attitude Era really helped. I mean, Austin, more than anybody, was like, he was the biggest person that came out of the Attitude Era because of his uh, feud with Vince, but Sean was a star beforehand. Taker was a star beforehand. Brett was a star beforehand. Uh, It helped Triple H. It helped Austin. Foley, you can say Foley, yeah. I mean, he he was a name before them, like a top Guy, mid, upper mid card Ground WCW, it gave main event. W, it gave Foley that main event. <clears throat> but Ruthless Aggression, um, I mean, similar. It gave uh, Orton a main event. Um, you know, uh, Orton, Edge, Brock, Angle, Cena, Ray Mysterio. Um, yeah, Mysterio, Mysterio, to <laughs> an extent. Um, Eddie wait. Guerrero Ruth's um, Aggression gave Eddie Guerrero a main event uh, run so I mean Ruth's Aggression really built stars it, it did a fantastic like Wrestlemania you, 19 it, was like the time where it was kind of like a passing of second. the torch where like people were being second built goal. stars being
1: built so um, yeah, I was, I was every, I, I, yeah I was a 19 yeah I still see 17 would go to the
0: nineteen. Is to um it, it, every title like kind of like the attitude era, but I will say Rufus aggression era. And if anybody need timeline, Rufus, Rufus aggression era was more so two thousand two to about 05-ish, okay? oh five ish. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Oh seven <laughs> maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you, uh, I guess like oh seven was stretching it to me though. So like oh. Yeah, oh seven. Yeah, yeah I guess they say 0207. Those those five years, um, there was aggression era, every title mattered. So and yeah, cruise the weight and the R C and both tag titles, Smackdown tag titles the new and the raw tag titles and both heavyweight titles and then each SmackDown <coughs> was different for Raw. The two different shows dribble with WWE chant Triple H with the world. And then look at that match we never got to see. Oh, they are gonna fight each other, and tease it. So even more so than the attitude era, so respect, every title matters. And then if you go back to the golden era with the whole Tom was specifically WWE, every title matters. You know, WWE didn't have as many belts back during the holding era, but the world title mattered. The IC title was the course he had the tags, it was pretty much it. The yep. WWE, course, you had the TV title, the U.S. title, yeah. a secondary to a secondary belt, all of those mattered as well. And and
1: sadly, right now, we don't have that. Yep,
2: absolutely. Trivia question. What was the first year SmackDown started weekly episodes? What was the first year SmackDown started weekly episodes? All right, uh, Kimbo's asking, do you think Matt Riddle is being too vocal on social media? I feel like this is going to cause some trouble whenever it gets to the main roster. I I, I think so. (laughs) I mean, just making those comments about Goldberg. Uh, Yeah, keep that to yourself, buddy. I like Riddle as far as uh, his... Uh, you know talent, but you gotta you gotta know when to shut your mouth, man.
1: Um, he, he's
0: not at the point he can say that because if it was a legend, right? Inside it, no problem. But you you know you got your boy patty Cake, Valentina Dream posting on IG defending Vince, brother. You're not on the main level. You Shut your mouth. Yeah. Do your print stuff. Do your Macho Man stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah you, got, you got you got to know to go to you got to know where you're at, man. Yeah. You know you, you you don't have that much stroke to be to be doing any of that. Uh, GSP's asking, could you name any good female commentators? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay.
0: Not in
1: WWE, not in wrestling. Mm. No, not really.
0: I mean, like not not WWE. Like it's a lot of, of great any. women. It's mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, but Renee Young is is, is is Renee Young is great at being a correspondent.
2: But she's a good interviewer. You know, being,
0: is, but she's not good great. Interviewer, yeah. But not a good Forget, commentator. I mean, you know, ESPN. And it's oh, there's plenty. Yeah, there's, plenty has. Yeah, there's
2: there's plenty on ESPN. Yeah. There's there's a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, he,
0: but, but ESPN and, and all the other shows have great women commentators or, or announcers. You just got to – I mean, they're, they're, uh, well, then again, I told, told y'all, WWE added Renee Brightman, Monday Night Football, Remember last season. They added that female on the panel. Oh, we, we
1: got
0: to get a woman on there. We got to write She lasted two yep. weeks. He said, no, you suck. We're going back to the two-man team, yeah. <laughs> and you're gone. <clears throat>
1: These yeah, yeah. to that
2: need Doris Burke from NBA 2K. Um, uh, Ryan, oh, okay. Ryan's asking, uh, why don't WWE not hire Finn Balor's fiance? That's a good point. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she's interested in uh, in wrestling right now. She's doing her her thing. Uh, Ryan's asking, do I think uh, WWE? What do I think of uh uh WWST Cardiff, the A-A-W All Out and New Japan Royal Quest all taking place on uh uh the thirty first. <laughs> yeah, that's um <clears throat> the war of the worlds, uh when it comes to wrestling. I think uh it goes to show just where we are in wrestling, man. It's a it's a it's a good spot. Um nineteen ninety nine guys, good job. 1999. Let's see a bunch of good uh, questions, uh, points there. We are running out of time. So let me. Okay. Alexis uh, asking, Ask Chris, you spoke of seeing a earlier. Do you believe it's truly about age or financial o- opportunity, or could it be because of was wavering faith in the WW creative product? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that you, again, I think it uh, could be both. Uh, I think it probably is both. Um, he probably is thinking, like, hey, there's nothing else for me to do um he's a wwe guy though so he'll do it like he's he's a he's a company guy so let's make that very clear um but i think it's just you know he's hollywood now man you know what once you go hollywood man it's it's hard to come back um um all right so i think that that um yeah uh lexi said jamal hill yeah that's uh Yes, I, think that's, uh, I think that's a really good one.
0: Um, um, what's the one? Uh, what's the that? NFL Network. Shout out to, to my buddy, Amber Theo Harris, who's local. She's in Baltimore. She works uh, mm-hmm. for the NFL Network. She works for CBS. She was great, too. I mean, she actually was. She still works. But uh, a lot of great women representation in the sports. He called pro-wrestling sport, but WWE, his wrestling in general, that's something if they can find a female that is great at commentating for any of these WWE, Impact, AEW, New Japan, or that would be amazing because, I yeah. mean, it, like, you can't... You
2: can't. Uh, Mo, he's not married. No, he's, he, he's engaged. Um, all right, so, next question before we close up. Um, <clears throat> who defeated Pat Patterson to win the uh, Intercontinental title in 1980? Um... <clears throat> Carrie Champions, another good one for ESPN. I used to be a huge fan of uh First Take. Uh huge fan of First Take. Kerry yeah. Champion did a good yeah. job. Um, all right, um as far as Super Show <clears throat> Showdown. And as I'm talking about Super Showdown, just give me your raw and SmackDown grades. Um uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, yeah, like I just, I just didn't really, I felt sorry for the wrestlers cause it was over a hundred degrees wrestling. <laughs> so I knew the monster thing was a Saudi Arabia thing, but I was thinking in my head, like, okay, so he won the 50 man battle Royal, but, um, 30 man is the Royal rumble it's 20 less men. Okay, <laughs> really odd there. Um, <clears throat> Kofi and Ziggler was okay, but it wasn't. Yeah. It didn't have a it didn't have a main event feel to Rush. it. Uh, Orton and Triple was really good. I, I really liked that match. That These was the best good. match of the card. <clears throat> Shane and Reigns. Off. Uh, I get it. I get why they did what they did. Um, I like you know I'm a big Shane fan, but I I get it. I, I get why they did what they did. I, I'll just say that much, and so. Um, and then Taker versus Goldberg was just and I feel sorry for it <clears throat> Goldberg, you know, I was I interviewed him last year nice guy, one of my top 10 all-time favorites both of them are and uh, man, it was just it was so hard to watch and so the reasons why they <clears throat> it happened, why they did why, why what happened um, So, and it's so funny that I mean, you mentioned Mike McGurk Mike McGurk was would actually be, will actually be on the show next week, so uh, oh, that's good. another. Good. Good. She's a, she's not a commentator. She's a she's a ringside. You know, she's a ring announcer. But uh, Mike McGurk will be yeah, on the show did. talking about WWE legends. Uh, she she did, remember, like, she did
0: do <laughs> commentating for a tag
2: a little bit back in the late eighties. Remember? A, yeah. A second. All right, uh, let's talk ahead, real quick. We only got a few minutes left. Um, uh, as far as uh grades DC <laughs> Kimbo uh Lex says F for both Ryan says Ryan uh Raw C SmackDown Live B uh just real my real quick thoughts on um on Dominion I thought I thought it was a good show <clears throat> um I wasn't as uh excited about it this year going into it I I was excited about Okada versus um uh Versus Jericho, and it was a solid it was
1: match. Um,
2: it seems like they they were doing that to to hype up um, Jericho against Tanahashi because Jericho's talked about many times that you know there's a certain amount of there's certain people that he wants to he wants to go against in, in New Japan. So I was like, okay, so it makes sense. Uh, his next person down the list is Tanahashi because Tanahashi was one of the people he said. Um... <clears throat> GSP Raw, C SmackDown C. Okay. Um, solid show. Um, you know, I like to uh, you know Moxley's, you know, you see he's in a renaissance period, man. He's a rebirth. Ken Patera. Ken Patera. Um and so it was good to see that. Uh I'm a big fan of Ishii. I was good to he it was good to see him win the Never Championship against Tai Chi. Um the uh, to to Gucci Japan. I was actually surprised that they beat the Bullet Club. Um, Girls of Destiny uh, uh, defeating Lij, <clears throat> solid match. Really liked the Osprey and Dragon League match. <clears throat> uh, Osprey taking it. Naito and obushi was really good too. Uh, and then Okada and Jericho was good. See that that's what I like about New Japan is so much. Uh, the last. Uh, three matches were over 20 minutes Osprey and Dragon Lee was 20 minutes And 7 seconds Naito and uh, Ibushi Was 22 minutes and 6 seconds Okada and Jericho was 25 minutes and 43 seconds This goes to show
1: mm-hmm. How media. much of
2: storytelling is important When it comes to Japanese okay. wrestling
1: so, okay. uh, yeah. Mania <clears> I a row. Was
0: 5 and a half hours Yep. Uh AW was three hours and forty something minutes. Uh we was in G one, G one was exactly five hours. Dominion was four hours and four hours, nine minutes and two seconds. And I found it when I watched it. So
1: that
2: is a lot right. of wrestling guys. That is a lot of wrestling. Um all right, so let's uh we got like two minutes unfortunately, so let's jump into this it is league. now <laughs> time for the flavor of the All right. Um, all right, so go ahead and give me your top five, Evan, uh, real quick. Uh
0: top five topic no in my personal opinion. Number five, in China Number four, Trish Strategy. She looked good and she could she, she has deep in on Number three, the woman herself, the great wrestler and manager Most people can as the manager, sensation of sharing. Number two of all time, in my opinion, very nice, humble. She's a Christian like we are, and she did that great finishing that Miley knew. And number one, in my opinion, my all time favorite, two more bucks with my disclaimer, first disclaimer, and LDB Hall of Fame on the Decent. Otherwise, we don't even hold the
2: Nice. All right. Um, my top five is number five, Trish Stratus. Four, Molly Holly, number three Jazz, number two uh, Jackie Moore and number one is Olita oh yeah, Ryan Kemp returning to New Japan was cool too so, G1 should be pretty cool did you say Jackie sure. Moore? Sure. So, yeah, Jackie Moore Jackie Moore no, no, no Jackie Moore, all my favorite <laughs> Alright ladies and gentlemen uh, That is uh, (laughs) That's in the books Ladies and gentlemen Uh, We are going to close there Episode uh, 376 Books Uh, Thank you so much for being a part Of the show tonight Um, And To Sienna To Allison Kay uh, Really happy I had this really really cool interview uh, really happy that he was on the show. Um, uh, ask Chris who defeated Kim Patero to uh, win the ice. Uh, Pedro Morales. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for everybody to be on the show. It's a really, really good show, as always. Awesome show. Had so much fun. It's really, really cool. On behalf of Tech Crowd, 376 episodes. I'm Chris Fotherstone, ladies and gentlemen. And until next week, enjoy your wrestling. God bless. And always remember... God bless everybody. Have a good Good night. Bye. Love you all. Good night.